Hey everybody, this is Jacob, one of the co-hosts on the Back to Back Films podcast. I'd like to take this moment to talk to you guys about Film is Truth, a video rental store in Bellingham, Washington. I had a hard time finding a movie that I was supposed to watch for a class. Uh, The movie was a celebration. It wasn't on any of the video streaming services or on DVD.com. But they had it at Film is Truth, and they had a wonderful staff that helped me find the movie and others that I wanted to watch. It's located in the Terra Organica market, so you can get your films and your groceries in one go. So give them a shot and enjoy the show. Back to Back Films Podcast. This week we're talking Masterclass with Ryan Johnson, part two. Uh, the two films for this episode are Looper and The Last Jedi. As always, I recommend that you watch the two films we'll be discussing before listening to the episode. I'm your host, Keith. This is Byron. And this is the Aunt Jacob. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got it in early. Early and out of the way. Yeah. Uh-oh. Angel. That's what I was trying to say. Angel. The Angel Jacob. Angel Jacob. Um, all right. Any quick updates for anything? Anything at all? I'm uh, four out of five videos. Almost four out of five videos done. Oh, nice. Oh, I need to send you that footage. Yep. And waiting on Jacob, too. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot, huh? That's right. No. Yeah, you forgot. I didn't. Yeah. I, did. I had a feeling. <laughs> uh, it's on my list. It's on my list, too. I don't have anything new besides saying... If you haven't seen The Killing of a Sacred Deer, go see it. It's phenomenal movie. Five out of Check five, it out. for sure. Yeah, definitely. My favorite film of the year so far. Nice. And we're going to spoil it I got to see that Jake. still. Yeah, I still got to watch that. We're going to spoil it for you on this episode. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's all. Just wow. Just wow. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Updates for me. Uh, Tiff had her graduation weekend uh or graduation ceremony this weekend so i flew down to phoenix and uh we just kind of revisited phoenix because because we lived there for two years and it was just kind of nice to kind of be back and go to the old places and you know have some good mexican food and, oh yeah yeah it was a lot of fun and it was cool to see her walk you nice. know like she's finally starting a job and not going through school because she's been in school forever nice. so yeah that's awesome yeah man. congrats and now she's a doctor it's so crazy yeah, that's that's legit right there. <laughs> yeah, some kind of a fantasy that's thing. Like I'm just kidding. <laughs> credentials, it <that> fantasy thing. <laughs> the the killing of a sacred deer is going to have some extra level of interest for you then because of the, the doctor patient role playing that occurs. Is that <laughs> oh, that's relevant in the movie? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but I'm looking at my review for Killing of a Sacred Deer because I was trying to remember exactly how I did the the stars. And literally the only thing I said for the review was, wow. <laughs> uh, five out of five. Wow. Um, five out of five. Yeah. That's like one of those Flickster reviews or Rotten Tomatoes, like the audience reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Five out of five stars. That's, <laughs> yeah. My, that's what my reviews kind of. I don't know, depending on how much I actually have to say about the movie, but I generally don't have a lot to say, and I kind of keep my reviews short, because, like, I don't like those long, wordy, like, trying to sound lofty by adding in all these different adjectives and, like, 
you know, just trying to like up your verbiage or whatever. It's just like, uh, yeah, you sound pretentious as shit. <laughs> it's just very flowery language, yeah. and it's like I don't need you to tell me all these things on, for what you thought of the movie. Like, I don't, if I have to break out a dictionary while your review is happening, then uh, I'm not ready to read. Yeah, graceful exactly. arc of the crane shot in scene number 302 was <laughs> orchestrated with such delicate ease and finesse that right. the director could obviously be <laughs> No, basically, yeah. The, what the director means here. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but instead of like a time code they just do like the frame number. So like in frame 3537 we <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, like my review for Keith was dumb as fuck. Uh, North by Northwest was absolutely brilliant. Nice. Uh, I had two sentences for we need to talk about Kevin. One was great editing. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. But, yeah. No bullshit here, yeah. And then I'll tell you what my Star Wars one is when we get deeper into it. Ooh. uh, Let's do it. Let's jump right into... Okay, so just a quick update for listeners for this episode and some ongoing episodes. Basically, we're going to attempt to change our format here. Um, and also in an attempt to kind of cut the, the time down for episodes. So basically, we're not going to really talk about the films too specifically anymore. I'll give you a quick, like, this is what it is about, written and directed by, and then who, who stars in it. Um, but that's pretty much it. And then we're going to jump into topics or questions that we each prepare um, and kind of just roll from there and kind of shift things more to being more topic based um and just see how it works and if it doesn't work you know we can always go back or find different ways but we kind of been talking quite a bit and just kind of landed on a we all kind of wanted a little bit of change so this will be the first attempt at that um so let's jump right into it our main topic this week is ryan johnson this is the part two and the final part of his master class because he's only done four films uh, and we're going to be talking about his two most recent films. Our first film is Looper, made in 2012. Um, in 2074, when the mob wants to get rid of someone, the target is sent into the past, where a hired gun awaits, someone like Joe, who one day learns the mob wants to, quote, close, his, close the loop by sending back Joe's future self for assassination. Uh, Looper was written and directed by Ryan Johnson. It stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Bruce Willis, Emily Blunt, and Pierce Gagnon. Uh, our second film is Star Wars The Last Jedi. So Rey develops her newly discovered abilities with the guidance of Luke Skywalker, who is unsettled by the strength of her powers. Meanwhile, the Resistance prepares to do battle with the First Order. Uh, this Last Jedi was uh, also written and directed by Ryan Johnson. It stars Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Adam Driver, and Andy Serkis. Uh, yeah, so let's jump into it. Jacob, you said you have... Some some stuff prepared here. Yeah, I just I just had a few questions um, for you guys and um, Keith. You you watched Force Awakens did. already, right? Yeah. yeah. What did you? Uh, what was your kind of takeaway from that? Well, I'll tell you right now. So on Letterbox, <laughs> okay. I had a one sentence review for it. Um, I, I said, okay. So to be fair, I said three out of five. But I said, if this wasn't Star Wars, it would be considered terrible. And I really think that. I think that there's a lot of it that was just rehashed 
from the like literally just every couple of minutes i was like oh that's from new hope that's from new hope that's from new hope that's from new hope and mm-hmm. it just kind of got like it kind of like really dude like you could have done something else um but a lot of it was just typical star wars melodrama um and i think yeah. if it didn't exist in the star wars universe i really think that it would be considered a bad movie i think a lot of people forgive it because it's star wars and people are super just obsessed with it star wars um and right. Star Wars fans will forgive a lot of stuff, although they're pretty picky about Last Jedi, I think, overall. Um, <laughs> you don't say. You but, uh, no, I think, I mean, it, it was very, it was watchable. Um, it was the first uh, Star Wars film my girlfriend ever saw. So that was her first. The Force in, Awakens? Yeah, that was her wow. introduction into Star Wars. She thought it was pretty. It's always so surprising when I hear that. Yeah, right. She, well, she hasn't People seen, seen, a she hasn't seen Lord of the Rings either. Um, which, oh, damn. Wow. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, she, I mean, both of us thought it was pretty watchable overall. I mean, I don't know if I might watch it, excuse me, again at some point, but I don't know. It was kind of whatever. Um, and it's interesting to, to think that he's coming back to do the last one. So. You know, with Ryan Johnson writing false too, which is that is false. Oh, I thought he was writing. Oh, you want to know who's writing it? The person who's who wrote Justice League. Huh? Really? Yeah, dude. I thought Ryan Johnson was writing. Oh, no. I heard that, too. I heard that. Hmm. And I so I went and looked it up um, and let me pop it up here. Hold on real quick. Uh, Where is that? It's, yeah, wow. I feel almost the exact same way towards The Force Awakens as Keith. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just Well, I think that's interesting because I don't... Like, when Star Wars... When it was, like, first made, it wasn't, like, intended to ever really be, like, a... Like, it was, it's almost, like, B-movie-esque. Yeah, 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 totally yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? Like, the original one was, like, created from those, like, old serials that were, like kind of just these little crappy cheap things that were put together you know um not that they were crappy or, or bad or anything but like uh like they're they're they weren't showy right like they were just kind of about the adventure and the fun yeah. and that was pretty much it okay so and that's like the basis of star wars colin trevoro who was the i think he did what the new jurassic world i think is what he did i think Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, so he yeah, was that's a probably former writer. Yeah, Dra- uh, Jurassic He was World. set to direct at a yes, certain Yes, he was point. set to direct, write and direct. Then it was Derek Connolly. Um, Derek Connolly is known for also the Jurassic World. He was a collaborator with Trevorrow. And then Jack Thorne. Um, he's, I don't, I don't know. His stuff I'm not, I've never heard of. And then now it's J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrio. And Chris Terrio is known for Argo and... Oh. Um, oh, this is a bad, bad site for that. Let me look up his name specifically. Um, but he's known for that. And then he also did, I think, Justice League was his other thing. And now he's slated to write the ninth one. So, I don't know where... I think Johnson might have been in talks, and then people kind of ran with it, but I have not seen anything about him uh, being involved in th- with it now. Weird. All right. Well, so, good to yeah, know. He, oh, yeah. He wrote Argo, Batman versus Superman, 
Justice League, Star Wars 9, and Justice League 2. So, I don't know. Huh. Take from that what you will. I know Justice League is not a popular series at the moment. Neither is Batman versus Superman, but... Um, Someone thought he could write, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. What's weird is that he's a cross he's a cross studio writer. You know what I mean? So Justice yeah. League is DC, which is um uh just DC, right? Warner Brothers. Warner Bro- oh yeah, Warner yeah. Brothers. Yeah. And then Star Wars is Marvel Disney. Yeah. Uh, so but he got slated to write it, so I don't know. I don't know, take from that. He must have had a really good, uh, really good pitch, you know. And uh, I know that Ryan Johnson is like doing like a future trilogy, like his own thing. So I wonder if they're just like, you know what, let's bump you to that, and then, um, or or just fans were just like Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson. Maybe he he wrote like had his like hot. Maybe he like wrote an early story draft or something like, or an early treatment for it, and they were like, "Oh, this is a dope story." Okay, so let's roll with that, and then probably because it has like Wookie sex in it or something. (laughs) Wookie sex, yeah, some Wookie sex, right? Wookie sex with the uh, with the porgs, porg (laughs) Wookie sex scene. (laughs) Porg just gets obliterated. (laughs) (laughs) That's what would happen. Uh, But yeah, so I mean, I don't know. Who who wrote Uh, Who wrote Force Awakens? Was it Abrams too? Uh, that is a good question. Um, I think he co-wrote. It was yeah. Oh, Lawrence Kasdan, uh, who did the uh, the original trilogy. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so that's kind of a weird mishmash of people. Uh, but like I said, yeah, Force Awakens was pretty pretty average across the board, I think. Yeah, that's interesting. And did you... I didn't really feel that from The Last Jedi, that it was um, average in the same way. Um but I think it's really fascinating that you're like, if this wasn't Star Wars, Force Awakens, like it would be like a really crappy movie. Because and not only that, but it'd feel like it'd feel like Battleship, you know, like Battleship is to Transformers, because it it would just feel like a carbon copy of Star Wars if it if it didn't have the Star Wars like logo. Totally, um, and I think Star Wars fans would like. It's hard to say because like. I don't know if, if we're talking in a universe where Star Wars existed or if it didn't exist. I think if Star Wars existed and this movie came out even and it wasn't branded Star Wars, it was something else. I think Star Wars fans would be up in arms and, you know, really, really hating on it really hard. Um, oh, for sure. But, and we're still talking about The Force Awakens, right? Yeah, we're oh, talking yeah. about The yeah. Force Awakens, yeah. Um, well, I think it's important that we talk about Force Awakens as like before Jedi because, definitely, definitely. Uh, well, uh, just like the natural progression of regular trilogy, which most or a lot of people watched in theaters, but I think a lot of Star Wars fans watched them after the fact, like they watched them after they came out in theaters and maybe um, watched them with their family, like with their parents or just like on home video and then the prequel tr- trilogy came out and a lot of people were very disappointed in that and it seems like doing something like Force Awakens was basically telling fans of Star Wars hey look at this thing we made trust us um th- trust that we know like how the storytelling is 
similar to like the old trilogy, the original trilogy, and we're not going to do like this weird prequel movie stuff. So it kind of like earned the trust of the fans. Yeah, it's almost like this like thing. peace offering almost kind of. Yeah. Like, I, which I did kind of like that. I mean, the biggest takeaway for me for The Force Awakens was the fact that it looked and felt more like the original three, whereas Phantom Menace and and the Clone Wars and all that, you know, those movies just seemed like it was George Lucas like flexing, like look what we look what we can do with CGI. Like it seemed right. it seemed more like um, like a stunt, not so much like he was trying to really expand the universe, you know. Because um, we all know what happens to Anakin Skywalker, you know, like uh, so it's not like you know what I mean. It wasn't as gripping in the same way. Um, but then when The Force Awakens comes out, like, the plot, like, I was kind of disappointed in everything because it's basically, like, what Keith said, a rehashing, and you could just be like, oh, that's from this movie. That's from, the, you know, The Return of the Jedi. That's from A New Hope. Um, but but it, yet it brought back that – it had it was more nostalgic than the prequel prequel trilogy, and uh, uh, it just had – you know, it had the CGI mixed with the actual physical special effects – you know that's the uh, thing right. like, that movie played so hard on nostalgia that's why it's like i i don't have a nostalgia for star wars so i kind of look at it more objectively like you know because i do like things that star wars produced you know they produced some cool like the world is kind of cool and the idea of the jedi and how they mirror samurai right. and the whole japanese basis for them and stuff like that but I don't have nostalgia for Star Wars, so I'm not. I was never watching Force Awakens. Like, wow, this reminds me of that old that feeling I had when I watched Star Wars. And I was just like, well, it just was. They, it was so safe and just kind of yeah, yeah. Know. It was really safe. Yeah, it, it's fascinating that this was the first Star Wars movie that Caitlin watched. Like, what did she think as far as like the Force Awakens? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, was she like, why do people even like? Yeah, this? she wasn't like swept off her feet by it or anything like she said like i said she found it pretty watchable um right didn't think it was a bad movie compared to like other movies we've watched um right it's so interesting to think about it being the first film because i mean like you know when you see chewbacca and han solo for the first time in the movie like for me when you see them on the millennium falcon again it's like oh shit you know like yeah yeah like it's i just remember it just because as a kid you know star wars was like yeah, the shit, impact you know? of that scene is lessened if you don't right, have the, right, the baggage. Right. So there was there, right? like the bag and, and the Leia Han scene too, where like C three PO interrupts yeah. them when they first meet. Uh, like that joke just like makes no sense to someone. Yeah, who has no idea what like what those characters. Yeah, or are. when R two D two. What is this up? robot doing yeah, here? Yeah. So I did yeah. like that the movie for those reasons, that Force Awakens for those reasons. But as like an actual film, I think Keith uh, hit it on, right on the nail. Uh, uh, is is that it if it wasn't star wars it would be semi-laughable in the sense of it's just kind of like a space soap opera melodrama you know um kylo ren would be seen as a whiny bitch emo kid yeah Um, yeah, and people would hate him as a character and i i I never got people people kind of did people kind of did i think people like him more yeah i think I, I, yeah. Jedi, yeah, but... I, I was so disappointed in, in Kylo. Uh, I was expecting someone more like, you know, um, Darth Maul, you know, someone that was more silent, just pure, you know, like evil or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not, not, yeah. not as like conflicted. But then, of course, obviously, if you have 
the son of Harrison or of Han Solo and and Princess Leia, then he can't be completely evil. Right. <laughs> I think he will become completely evil, though. I think that was the whole point. Yeah. Of Last Jedi was of that Last Jedi. He's gonna. He's just giving himself entirely over yeah. to it, and I don't think there'll be a redeemable moment. If they if they do try and shoehorn a redeemable moment, it's gonna be some cheesy fucking rec- like callback to the Vader scene or whatever. Like, and I don't. I kind of hope oh, they yeah. don't do that. Like, like it's hard to. I don't know. Make it exist without relying on the crutch of the first three movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what I kind of well, hope that they. They yeah. Do with it. So, what do you? So here, that is a perfect build up to my first question, which is the uh, what is the effect of having a writer director with a strong voice like Ryan Johnson work on a franchise film? I think the better, well, not better question. Uh, the question that sort of connects to that for me is why Ryan Johnson in the first place. That's also an excellent question. Um, why, why do you think? Because we've watched all of his movies, except for the first, his first like college film or whatever, but we've watched all of his major feature films. Um, and I can't, you know, I, I, okay, I guess you could count his Breaking Bad stuff in there too because it was one of the highest rated TV episodes ever. Um, but I can't really figure out why he was slated for this um even jumping off of looper because yeah looper was sci-fi and i guess it was action sci-fi enough that producers i don't know were like well that kind of fits the star wars vibe of the action sci-fi stuff so maybe it'll work i one thing looper did was it 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 was that futuristic sci-fi but it had like the really old fashioned action. So a lot of uh, sci-fi movies, like when you go to a sci-fi movie, they usually have like pretty big, like visual effects, pretty big, um, you know, very showy, like jumping around and, you know, like think of the, the matrix sort of, but like Looper brought like that old fashioned, like noir, like action, you know, like the shotguns don't have a very good range. And, you know, so it brought like this weird, tension to a very futuristic things are dirty things are dystopian it's not yeah it's like grimy yeah it's not as operatic as a lot of sci-fi especially modern sci-fi is like it's very tends to be like you said showy but also like grandiose in scale and you know yeah you think 2001 and stuff like that where it's just like you know the 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 orchestra really really uh, dense like orchestral music and you know big space shots and stuff like that where Looper was just like we're on earth we're on a farm it's dirty right you know cars are falling apart uh, just, you know crime is rampant um, right you know I, I get that They he definitely changed he's so noir in general which is why I think Brothers Bloom struggled because I think his his true genre is like the noir genre. I think that's where he works best. So I think that's why Looper yeah. kind of worked and why people liked Looper too. Um, you know, whereas Star Wars was not noir at all. Star Wars is right. space uh, opera. I, yeah. I'm just curious if like a producer saw Looper and was like, 
hey, this person can do like this sci-fi world with this like act, this like really interesting action, like really old-fashioned action, and thought that is what Star Wars is because Star, like the original trilogy, is kind of like that. I, you know, like it's. I think it's not as big. I think I know exactly why they they picked him because, and I mean, if you look at all of his films, they're all like what kind of Keith said. They're all like they're all callbacks to um, older movies. They're all they're movie yeah. they're all of his movies. You know, it's like you know he he was a '90s baby or late '80s baby. You know what I mean? Like grew, growing up, um, you know, like he was. It, he he probably remembers what it was like in the eighties and nineties, you know. Obviously, um, so growing up on movies like Speed and and Die Hard and stuff like that, you would think that his movies would look more like that. But no, he's actually calling back movies from the sixties and the seventies and the fifties. You know, his his style is more of what like George Lucas and Spielberg, um, uh kind of liked in like that serial thing as you were saying you know like there, you could tell in brothers bloom and brick and um and looper that there it's not it's not like the action isn't like this super spectacular um sequences of of you know things blowing up and it's it's very it's very kind of old school that's kind of a really broad terrible way to describe it but it's not it's it's old it just had his aesthetic is just seems to me like he has an appreciation for older films and that's how he kind of wants his films but yet he has his own little voice right so it it kind of just kind of coalesces together and it feels it just feels like that's kind of his style so then Star Wars is kind of like that too. I think just because of them being older, like it, it just has that feeling of like it's intimate yet it's it has elements of like kind of these callbacks uh like older cinema, you know, like the samurai films and um from the 60s like Akira Kurosawa and stuff, but yet it it has some spectacle um you know, I don't know how how did it describe that it yeah, it's like almost a little campy too, because Brothers Bloom and and is kind of campy, you know. Like it just has these bits, um, and I feel like that's maybe what they saw. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't know how to describe that perfectly. You could but... tell his favorite films yeah. are from the twenties to the forties, right? Yeah, like Dashiell Hammett, Raymond Chandler stories, like you know, hard boiled detectives, but also that slapstick Chaplin, yeah, you know, Harold the Lloyd part, uh, you know those. You can tell where his huge influence is, especially going into Last Jedi. Um, and then he tried to just... I think, in a way, he tried to Tarantino it, where he tried to, like, mash up a bunch of genres using Star Wars as a mold to to kind of shape those genres. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Because, uh, like, the whole Luke stuff... You know, straight callback to the Japanese Chinese films where you you climb the stairs to your master's temple right, um, right. and you got to train yeah. and everything. Uh, obviously, to a lesser extent in this movie, uh, you get the kind of the dramatic opera stuff with the resistance. Um, the whole like, you know, you get the the slapstick stuff with the very opening scene and the kind of cheeseball comedy. Uh, you know, he like I said, it doesn't really play into the noir as much, um, unless I don't know. You kind of start talking about power structures and like the casino sequences and stuff. Yeah, um, right. 
And but, also just the traditional Disney good versus evil kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, the, the melodrama from yeah. Disney. Uh, and I wonder how much say he had in the actual edit of everything. Because it's pretty big to be given writer and director for a franchise like this. But yeah. I wonder how much he actually was involved in the editing. Um, I, I know the first edit was like three hours. Yeah, that's what I read And then too. he boiled it down to 30. But I... Th- is he seems like uh, from from what I've read about it, it seems like he was there for all the edits. Um, a lot of like he didn't get final cut, um, but he did. He was there to like make the changes with the studio um, for the final bits of the. It seems um, like they relied that's, on that's him right. pretty hard to 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 establish the story, but set it up for nine well too. Because like this movie had to yeah. do two things. It had to. It had to continue the story insofar as The Force Awakens goes, and then it had to establish how Nine was going to go, because part of it was that the reason why they killed off Luke is because they need to, the story did not focus on Luke anymore. So they needed to go to and wrap up, focus on Rey and focus on Finn, even though Finn was kind of way, way in the back burner on The Last Jedi, I thought. Um... But focus on Ray, Finn, Poe, and how Kylo Ren shit wraps up. You know what I mean? Like they have the you can't Luke is too much of a of a of a towering figure in the series. He pull, he, he's too he draws too much attention. You know what I mean? So if they kill him off, then it's like okay, well, there's no Luke to really rely on anymore, right? Necessarily. I I don't I don't know. I feel like. Um... Where Force Awakens left off kind of really limited what Ryan Johnson can do could do with the sequel. Like it felt like, hey, like it like Force Awakens heavily hinted at all these things that uh, the Last Jedi was like needed to be, and Ryan Johnson just said. I'm just going to do the opposite of like all those things. Well, yeah, that was the point, right? To subverse expectations, uh, right? And and just kind of do something different. I don't know the way the way Force Awakens ends. I felt like it was the exact opposite. It was like the world's your oyster. Like, what are you going to do with Luke and Ray? And you know, the Resistance is off, right? Whatever, doing what the fuck ever, so you can do whatever you want with them. And well, no, because what 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 Force Awakens did was said. Hey, now Luke and Ray, like the next movie has to start with that, you know. And it also said now um like the Republic is destroyed, now this movie has to be the resistance fighting the um uh the first order. Yeah, but that's pretty broad. Right, but I mean like last last Jedi left it off as like like what what is there to do now like it actually like wrapped it all up and didn't end on this like on this um cliffhanger type like very tv ending really i thought that, that, that did. this last jedi even pigeonholed the story more than force awakens i got the exact opposite like you know what's gonna happen in the next one like you know that there's only a couple of routes that they can go. Where ending with what's her face Ray giving Luke the the lightsaber is like, okay, you know you could go a million directions. He could be willing. He could be unwilling. He fucking could do, Skywalker like, should have fucking killed Ray. 
<laughs> just dying. I mean, the resistance was kind of was like left up to whatever, you know. Basically, their their story was left wide open from the end of Force Awakens, and like, you know, they they closed off the Han story, which also they really like underplay that a lot in this one. Like, there's Chewie, yeah, and I always feel bad seeing him on screen because I know that they were always like together throughout the series, so it's kind of a weird like. And this is the first time uh, Chewbacca is played by a different guy. Yeah, it has to be because mm. Peter Mayhew is like in bad physical health. Yeah. Um, so, like, I don't know. I felt like Last Jedi just was like, go wherever you want, you know, the Snoke stuff and killing off Snoke, I think, opened up a little bit. But you kind of just know Kylo Ren's going to go even further. And then yeah. you know Rey, they're going to battle it out. You know Rey's going to develop her Jedi powers more because now she accepts it. In and love. Like, that's what people want. <laughs> they're going to have light, lightsaber sex. <laughs> <laughs> um you know Finn and the only thing I did they only didn't understand is why did they introduce the Asian chick in this in this movie that was like her character was so wildly unnecessary and their development of that character was so bad I've heard two things so on bad. that I've heard exactly what you just said and I've also heard people say that she kind of stole the show that they really liked her and I was like I mean I think she was likable but like yeah, she came out of nowhere and suddenly they were just like entrusting her to do like yeah. all sorts of shit like she's like oh yeah I clean pipes all day okay so what what <laughs> experience do you have in life that justifies you I like be right but like that's what like Finn did like Finn was like a cleaner guy and then he just decided I'm out of here you know? he both, was more yeah. than that they're, though they're, literally the first scene with Finn is like him as part of the troop I, storming I, Jakku I was a little upset just cause in the sense of like I was like oh my god like really cause like it just seemed like showboating like look we have two minorities that have That's one similar thing, yeah, histories dude. that we're gonna kind of put together I was like it was like it just seemed forced like and so are they trying to move away from the ray finn relationship and build up right. the finn rose relationship like so that and then I, I was getting the whole han solo luke skywalker you know leia vibe off of that you know yeah like the, the, jealousy. the jealousy thing whereas like yeah. finn and ray because there's that scene where ray's like looking at them together but yet she smiles i think but like that's the kind of vibe I was getting. I think getting. they confused it a little bit. I think somewhere along the line, something got lost in translation, and they decided to change something. And, like, once they saw the scene of Ray and, and Ren and how that could play out as a potential relationship, they, I think they wanted to roll with it. So in order to do that, they had to shoehorn in someone for Finn. Yeah. Unfortunately, they essentially, like you said, made it like, okay, you two minorities go play in the corner yeah, while yeah. the white people, you yeah. know do the do the real work or whatever you know um at, at, which kind of you know bothered me but also there was an audible gasp when like th there's like all this action going on and she you know saves as she says uh finn and then yeah. there's that kiss like yeah, the movie stops like for a, like a, a quick moment during this huge action set piece right and there's that like subtle kiss. The whole like the, like I'm not kidding. The whole theater was like huh? because they weren't expecting that at all. Like they, yeah. I think they were like, wait, what the fuck? Like where where's yeah. Ray? Well, like how does Ray and Finn? Like what about their relationship? Why do they? Because like I don't I don't think Finn expected it. No, 
either. Like, I think it was just as much a surprise to him as it was everyone yeah, else yeah. in the audience. Which was, I kind of like that, because, like, it was surprising, and I was like, what? But I took me out of the whole movie for a sec, because I was like, god damn it. Like, I wasn't, it's not what I, it's not like what I, it's not like what I was expecting, which I, I like always being surprised. And I don't want Ray and Finn together. Like, I, I just, I just, you know, yeah, like, I, I'm just like, I, it's just dumb. But, um, but, uh. Why? That fits but, into the, exactly what Star Wars is, though. Like, I know, I know, but that's, that's why, stuff, that's why like, I didn't like it, though. You know what I mean? Like. Let it be uh, what it is, that, man. That's, that's kind of, that, that's kind of why I liked her character. Like, she, she seems to me like she is, like, the old mold. Like, she's the. Like, she thinks that she's in the, like, original Star Wars films. And she's, like, playing as, like, a kind of, like, a fan of the heroes. and But, like, she doesn't really... She kind of sees everybody up here, like, on their pedestal oh in this movie. She's me. Was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's the fan? She's, like, she's, uh... She's a fan? <laughs> she's supposed to represent the audience? What? <laughs> no, go ahead. Uh, no, not not that she is the audience. It's more like uh, she's kind of she she puts these heroes up on their pedestal, and um, having her kind of I'm not really sure where I'm going with this. But yeah, she, she kind of she ends up seeing them for who they really are, just humans that are, have their troubles too. And we see through sort her. of. I don't think she really learns. No, that. but I think by the third one she will. She'll have a heartbreak. Finn will die, and she'll be like, oh. "That'd be funny as shit." If they killed Finn off, dude. I would laugh. So I thought hard. I thought that they were going to kill Finn off for a sec too, which I was like, I, I was kind of like, "Oh, that's cool," just because I wanted it darker. You know, I, I wanted wish they would have had the balls to do it. Yeah, like I wanted the film to be darker yeah. and, and more like Empire Strikes Back in the sense of like shit was going down. You know, I think this is one of the overall issues with franchise storytelling. And plot armor and, like, just, I don't know, just when too many heads are a part of a script, I think, it's, is there you have this issue where, like, think about the reasoning as to why she even did what she did in terms of saving him. She didn't know jack shit. Right. She let that happen, and they blew a fat fucking hole in the door. All for her selfish, like, I'm gonna save you yeah. because... We're gonna do this. We're gonna be able to win in different ways. Like you don't well, fucking did, know that. What didn't that. she say? She she said like love is what. Yeah, we'll, we'll win by love or, or something. Or, yeah, and I was like, okay, yeah, like not not winning by hating the empire, but by wanting to save the people you're fighting yeah, for. Right. So instead yeah. of like winning by hate, you win by pr- protecting. But that people. reasoning so, was yeah. so bad. Like it, and it was essentially just. We're gonna. We're, her reasoning is a gamble. Like she doesn't know shit, and she's gonna do something where he could have potentially have stopped the ram, and but then you wouldn't have had that's, the whole Luke scene or whatever. What I'm saying is, is like that's yeah. the problem with franchise storytelling is you get weird shit like that where it's just like I I agree with you, Keith, but I didn't see him when he was ramming that thing. I didn't see that as actually stopping it. Um, like it seemed like his like car had come to like a dead stop, and he wasn't even gonna like reach it to me. Um, like even reach the battering ram gun thing. So I thought her saving him was actually like her saving him, and he was just sacrificing himself 
without actually saving anybody from the Ram. That's how I saw it. I don't know. They're trying to mirror Oscar Isaac's scene at the beginning, right? Where he's like, we got to finish the mission. You know, if we're going to do a mission, we have to finish it. And maybe yeah. the, the comment there on both is like, you know, don't be reckless or whatever. You know, take a second to think about what you're doing. But I definitely got the sense that it was just going to. It's actually like a metaphor for thing. sex. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> just ram it in no, there. No, no, no. To be like, you know, don't, don't, you know. If everyone Make could just sh- get laid in Star Wars, just- there'd be a whole lot less. <laughs> like, you just get the sense that everyone is just so pent up. Right. Like. Yeah. You know, Snow- Snoke is just like watching her float, you know, all bound up and is just like, yeah. Right. <laughs> you, know, you know what I, what I really liked about Snoke was his costume. Dude. Speaking of, his, I thought his costume was dope. My, like it was like that yellow felt like he looked like a disease. Like I thought it was. Yeah, my neat. favorite scenes were in that red room by far. Favorite, just for the colors. Just, I love the, the colors look of it. Me. The red samurai dudes, the, the robot throwback to Emperor Palpatine's red, you know, guardsmen Royal and, guards, and yeah. Uh, I yeah. I love that kind of samurai futuristic look that they had with their armor, and I just love the red. Uh, room and, and uh, those two scenes were my favorite just visually you know just I loved that um, so yeah what I didn't understand either is why did they take a step back from the practical stuff to go more CGI with this one because like I feel like Snoke could have been done as an actual costume I didn't think they need to CGI Snoke I think that costume was so basic I, yeah. from the get go um there, yeah. There's a lot of space stuff, but like, you could mix in practical stuff with with that and, yeah, and make weird, it like, like Yoda is fucking practical as fuck. They made it Yoda like, practical, yeah. which was cool. I like that, but I was like, well, it doesn't quite mash up to like what he said about Snoke. Like, yeah, it's not, it's yeah. not necessarily. Or the casino scene was like, hey, here's a CG action set. Everything yeah. was CG. Yeah, like yeah. I like that though too. That was a cool scene. I like that. I wasn't expecting it. I thought the yeah. I, I mean, because I I liked it because like the, in Star Wars, normally every uh, every location that you go to is all like grungy, you know. And this everything was clean and futuristic and and, and just unique. Oh, t- little trivia too the, the the little the little dude that was putting the gold coins and yeah. that was actually played by uh, Mark Hamill that character yeah which is kind of cool. Oh, he does the voice. He well, he he yeah, he, does he the voice. did he he told the directors like I want. I want to do motion capture. I've never, I've never oh, done. Nice. I've never gotten to the. Well, he actually lied. He said that he had, um, but he hadn't done motion capture before, and he really wanted to. So that was actually his moving and everything. Oh, um, nice. So yeah. also a little bit of trivia. <laughs> uh, there's a podcast out there that we've talked about before called "You Must Remember This," which is all Hollywood history. Um, the the yeah. lady. It's a great podcast. Along where she goes through some pretty extensive history with very specific people. Uh, that's Ryan Johnson's uh, girlfriend. Which one? The chick oh, who wow. does the podcast, Karina Longworth. Oh, that's shit. Yeah, they've been together for like a long time. Oh wow. Yeah, so funny wow, little connection cool. to that, which is probably why they probably talk po- podcast all the time. Because yeah. I imagine his, like, like I said, I think his meat, his like his real interest in film is from the twenties to the forties, maybe into the fifties. Um, which is where a lot of her stuff takes place. Wow. So, like, I think that they kind of bounce a lot of stuff off each other. Shit, um, that's dope. Yeah. Also, she just gets to that's see crazy. like all these behind the scenes. Like, yeah. Being attached to Ryan Johnson, like, uh, she she probably saw all sorts of Star Wars shit before it came out. Shit. Um, 
but anyway, yeah, a little, little fun fact. Um, little fun fact. Yeah. Uh, so, well, crazy. do we have anything on Looper? Um, I want to. I do want to talk. I, Looper. I just want to talk about Star Wars this whole time. <laughs> I get so the feeling that this you. is just turning into Bring a Star, the other Wars, film. Star Wars episode. <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. Um, one, one thing uh, that I noticed about Looper, I don't know if you guys want to talk about this but we we talked about shoes in our previous master class and shoes were really really important in um the in really in brick uh in brothers boom they're vaguely important i can't remember yeah they're not really focused on that much i think i think in the back of his head he's always costuming for those things and always yeah i don't remember there being a specific shoe shot or anything like that um yeah in looper i could only I only called out one, and that was when Emily Blunt uh, l- answers the door, and that guy is there, and he's like looking for, um, you know, uh, the the kid, the, not or he's looking for the kid or for Joe. Joe and she looks down, and is he? And he looks, he looks sharp. He he looks good. He's in a suit, and then she looks down, and she sees that his shoes are like really dusty and look like they've just been worn to shit. Like he's been running through the field and stuff like that. Oh, interesting. Um, I don't remember that shot. Yeah. And that shot right after that shot, it, the camera pans over to the shotgun. So it's like, she's figured out that this guy is not what he's trying to look like. And she doesn't trust him. Like, right Oh, okay. Using shoes as a way to do that. That's super cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To be like, Oh, danger. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Danger time. Because I yeah. don't remember what his shoes, what Joe's shoes were. I know she wore like, you know, kind of boots because she's on a farm, so she's wearing something kind of practical yeah. for a farm. I don't remember what yeah. Joe's shoes were. I imagine they were. They must have been boots or they something. They were kind of like a boot. I think they must have been. Yeah. 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 Kind of like a like a like a Doc Martens type of boot. Yeah. Kind of you know like a hybrid between like a. Yeah, I think. It has to be. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of by the nature yeah. of what he does, I guess. Um, they're they're probably dusty and worn too. Like they're probably yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also I like the callback that, or not the callback the the sort of meta conversation they have in the diner when he's like, explain to me how whatever this word. He's like, I'm not going to explain this to you. We're going to be here all fucking day drawing <laughs> yeah. diagrams. Like so, like the yeah. fact that he wrote it. And there's been a lot of people who have gone through and analyzed the timeline for Looper. I don't think it's that complicated. Um, you kind of... It's, really, it's not. really not. But people go back and, yeah. and do that. And um, But I like the fact that he kind of just did something and then basically said, if you feel the need to have it explained to you, just fuck off and watch the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which just I thought was it for what he did. Yeah, exactly. Know? Like, Right. You know, time. Well, because so many people get like caught up in like how it works and they forget to enjoy the movie so it's essentially ryan johnson saying just like have fun yeah exactly like don't don't worry about it you know yeah because like a couple years before was you know inception came out and people were you know all over that movie and i think he's like okay like he wanted to make something that kind of made people think but also had some you know action and stuff obviously but but yeah also didn't want people to be caught up in trying to like you know find all these you know uh holes you know yeah exactly. <laughs> like, like, yeah just he's using it as a plot point and just move on with that was really smart i really liked that yeah. uh looper felt kind of fresh when i watched it in theaters like it, it felt yeah. like uh 
I hadn't quite seen anything quite like it. it had all these kind of cool throwbacks to to a lot of different genre cinema that I liked, you know, like kind of a little bit of like crime, um, you know, uh, science fiction, dystopian, noir, yeah. noir, yeah. yeah. I mean, I even like Tarkovsky with the whole, uh, you know, telekinesis thing and um, uh, a little bit of The Shining, you know, obviously with the the boy and telekinesis or whatever, and uh, just you know, I, just all these little things that if you add it all up, kind of created something yeah. that like you knew. Like you yeah. kind of you felt comfortable watching it, but yet it was kind of like a new spin on it, just because they were all kind of together. <laughs> yeah, and there wasn't yeah. so much of it that like, like, okay. So I think personally that his best film is Brick. Like he set himself up and put him like Brick is just out of this world good out of all his whole filmography, and I think the reason why I like that one is because I think Ryan Johnson works best when he works in genre like if, if do, you, do you understand what i'm saying so like if right. he like when he's really playing up to a genre and and building up the tropes for the genre is when he works best and i think looper worked really well because he knew that he was playing in noir and he knew he was playing in sci-fi and he yeah. sprinkled it, things in there but you know what I mean? Like he dropped, like Brian was saying, like he there's a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but there's never enough to pull right. you away from being in the genre. Film. Yeah, yeah, especially genres with like a rich history. Yeah, right, you right. know, like hard boiled noir. But like Brothers Bloom is like a caper comedy, and like how many caper comedies are can we even name? Yeah, it's, you, it's you know, like to can we name to, more than ten? Yeah. And it's yeah. a little more slapsticky. I I think that I wish I wish he would go full full-blown like slapstick i think that would be a great movie because i think i think he needs to just stick to something strong and because he's good at like analyzing and picking out the tropes yeah and that's sort of where i think last jedi had some issues is because like i was saying earlier the genre mashup that he tried to do which was more like tarantino-esque where it's like i'm gonna do a spaghetti western samurai film that takes place in the fucking south like yeah yeah okay you can do that because you're tarantino and it's for some for some reason works whereas i think johnson but like that's what that's what brick was like brick was well it was it was but it was more it was noir in a high school setting it was it was noir through and through is what i'm saying whereas last jedi was like all these different genres and it wasn't enough of one for him to be strong like i think where what, he's where strengths are what it made what's okay what's kind of for me the last jedi though is a good example of how you could get a director that's talented with his own films to create a franchise movie that is like pretty good like i liked it way better than force awakens like exponentially better i felt let's do it let's talk let's talk this because i've been itching to get into this one i've i've purposely <laughs> not said anything in our messengers I, I, I just think specifically. as you know as as franchises go normally it seems like disney or marvel or dc or whatever they're so like kind of like okay you can do this with what we you know you can do this with the characters you can do this with the characters you kind of like have an outline yeah, totally. I, I felt like I felt like he had an outline, obviously, because it's such a huge fucking franchise. But yet, I felt like there that he delivered. Like I think he delivered the goods. Like I don't think there was any like dailies that the producer saw that were like, 
this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Like it felt like the right. all the acting was good, you know, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like outrageously bad or anything. You know what I mean? Like I think some of the performances are the best that the people have done. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't say Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher are the greatest actors of their generation by any means, but what they oh, but what yeah. they what they did, I think was some of their best work ever. You know what I mean? Like I think and, and, and like they weren't going to get that from J.J. Abrams. Like I'm sorry. Like they just weren't going. to No, J.J. Abrams is not that kind of director right. So that's at what all. I kind of appreciated with this film is that with the Last Jedi is that that like as franchise movies go, I think this is one of the better executed. Like in the sense of like, I mean, Star Wars may be the biggest franchise ever. I think it is. You know what I, I mean? Like, like, safely, yeah, safely. that's and, fair. And, and to have a director that's done only four fucking movies that weren't like super, super, super big successes, um, and be able to make a movie that, like, it has flaws. It, it's not. It's not perfect by any means, too. Um, but he, I think he, he pulled it. He pulled something better off than George Lucas did for three prequels and J.J. Abrams for the Force Awakens. Uh, yeah, I, 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 and that alone, I was happy with. I, 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 and because the Force Awakens was the first movie, I didn't know Finn, I didn't know Ray, I didn't know all these characters, right? So like, it was just kind of like, eh. But now that we know the characters, it's like, okay, where where are they going? And I think it's not necessarily what I would have done with it, but it wasn't, it wasn't bad. I didn't leave the theater disappointed. I was like. Oh, you know, like it was, you know, it wasn't fucking Transformers or it wasn't like another Force Awakens in the sense of just pure nostalgia. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, at least I, I, I could tell that he tried and 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 that it wasn't bad. I don't know how to describe that. But yeah, so that was kind so of my let's, view. Wait, on let's the do Last a Jedi. quick. I, yeah, it's interesting. I still want to maintain the guessing game thing, even in our new format. So, oh, oh, yeah, should yeah, we yeah. just so do the guessing game? Oh, deep, oh, okay, uh, cool, let's cool. just do it for Byron since he <laughs> so started. Now that Byron is done um, talking, let's. Do well, I, well, I did about. La- I only talked about Last Jedi. Though, I think. I, I think. I know Looper, you did. I think you like Looper more though, just because. I I think you like Looper more too because it's um just more original, it's, more it's, interesting. It's it's more yeah, it makes you think a lot more. It's it's a lot tighter. Um, of a movie, you know, it kind of like has a, uh, like it just feels like way more like well done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, that's my only reason. Yeah. No, you guys are both right. I think, I think, you know, if I, out of all of Ryan Johnson's films, I think I like Looper the best. Um, oh, interesting. I like, I like, I, li- I liked all of his movies. I mean, I, I, I definitely like his stuff and, um, uh, and his, you know, obviously his Breaking Bad episodes are great too, but, uh, I, I think he is a talented guy and I think, Considering he's making a particular type of movie and that he's not working in the big studio system, like I think he did a good job. And but I think I did I I think I like Looper um, the best because it's like bigger budget than Brothers Bloom and stuff like that. Yet it was more original and unique yeah. and more tight, like you said. And I just liked I, I I'm a kind of a sucker for that kind of like science fiction that bridges between like our day our modern day or a little bit dystopian yeah. um yeah like primer yeah and, and like yeah. i love that underworld stuff you know jeff daniels and his character and all you know the basements and the clubs and you know i, I wanted to see more like I, looper 2 if it came out would have been would be great to see kind of like 
<laughs> to see more of that world, you know? Uh, I like seeing... Cool. That's I, funny. I thought that when I was watching it. I was like, why... Like, I would watch Looper 2. Yeah. Like, I, I thought that while... Because I've seen it before. But on the rewatch, I thought that. It's like, man... Well, we should get I mean, a second my, one of these. This would be a lot of fun. My biggest complaint really was the whole how it, the movie kind of shifted towards the kid. I, 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 for some reason, the actor bothered me. The kid, he, I just, I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the kid's uh, mm. way he acted. But I, I, I'm a, I really like Emily Blunt. I think she's kind of like the Meryl Streep of like, she's going to be like the new Meryl Streep, I think. Oh, like, sure. she's so good yeah. in every single thing that she does. Um, but yeah, I, I really like Blooper. Um, however, The Last Jedi, it's tough because I really like The Last Jedi in the sense of Star Wars, the new Star Wars movies. You know, in the, la- in the, in the last five films, I think this is my favorite. Um, it's the closest to the original movies, I think, hmm. uh, awesome. of, of, what I, of what I like. So it's hard for me to count it as a Ryan Johnson film in that sense because it's like... Because it's Star Wars? Does that really, uh, yeah. you know? It feels like the, yeah, the Star Wars voice yeah. overpowers the Ryan Johnson voice. Yeah. yeah. So and it's... I think that's why the him having a separate trilogy, like, if they allow him to exist in sci-fi as much as as much as he can, I think the, tr- the spin-off trilogy, whatever it's supposed to be, I think will be better because of yeah. that. Like, I think, yeah. I think the issue is that he should not have been the one to direct this one. I don't think. I think it should have. It should have. He should have been given something in Star Wars universe, not attached oh. directly to the big. I can't think of anyone better though. After seeing this, I, yeah. after seeing it though, like who could they have gotten? I don't know. Let me. Think I, about I it feel like maybe they were Ghost Lanthimos. I think uh, I think I'd be fine with Ryan Johnson, the director. Actually, would be fucking awesome. But I think having think like. Lawrence Kasdan or someone writing like the trilogy, kind of like how they originally did it, would would have been would have served it maybe a little bit better. Dude, fuck, man! If you, in my opinion, fuck. like Nicholas Winding Refn doing like this fucking super fucking hardcore Star Wars film would be nuts. That would right. be dope. That sorry, sorry. I, I, um, yeah. <laughs> um, I want to. That, that would not be dope. It would, dope. Be, no, it would be, be awesome. Um, super, super lame. Um, <laughs> so let's do a quick guess for Jacob, so he can say his right. thing, and then I'll I'll wrap it up with mine. Um, and then should we do uh, takeaways for we Ryan take Johnson? Takeaways, and I, I kind of just want to. I want to. Yeah, I, I I don't want to say too much yet, but yeah, we'll do takeaways, okay, and right. then I'll I'll end it. Um. So let's do it. Uh, you've been really good about not saying anything either. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. Yeah, I, I did spill the beans on one Facebook post because I was one of our threads got some 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 comments on it, and I said exactly the answer. Oh to shit! I didn't. I didn't, I didn't see it <laughs> in what in one of the. Oh, threads. I didn't see, see that at all. Yeah. Um, I know you guys didn't. Otherwise, you guys would. <laughs> It's very clear with uh, which one it is. Oh, this is tough. Is it very clear? Okay, I'm going to go with Looper. I'm going to say you like Looper more. I think you had issues with The Last Jedi that you're not voicing just yet. Um, <laughs> Fuck, this is hard. I don't know. I think Looper just is more original. Uh, I think as we do this podcast more and more, I do learn more that you are not the big franchise person that I thought you were. 
Uh, so uh, I'm gonna go with Looper. You know, I had some preconceived notions about you, and you're you're shattering those. Sure. So. Well, I am a franchisee. Like I go to you see them all, but I, li- I think but I like them I both. I think you're critical like about franchises, and I think I I was under the impression that you were more accepting of the franchises than you are. So I'm gonna go with Looper overall. That's really tough because I want to say Looper as well. Um, at the same time, but this has bit me in the ass, I think, the last, like, two times. <laughs> is, is that go a, with the opposite is, of what you think. Yeah, god damn it. It's tough because I feel like you'd like – there's so much to like with the new – with The Last Jedi. Like, it may not – like, you may actually like The Force Awakens more maybe, um, but – Ah, oh, that's really tough. I, I'm just going to fuck it. I'm going to say the Last Jedi because I think, um, because I think, ah, uh, oh, god damn it, because of the Porgs. No, no. Uh, I think, I think maybe just <laughs> damn it. How'd you I know? Think just because, like, um, it. I, I, fuck. I, I honestly can't give you an exact reason why I feel that you might like it more. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going with the last Jedi. All right. Well, uh, the answer is Looper. Okay. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and that is because um, I love that smart character focused sci-fi movie. You know, like I, I'm just I, I like I like Arrival and um, and Primer, like things that uh, really like get you thinking about how the world could work or how that just, it just gets your brain moving. Like I just, and I like the conversation after those films, uh, way more than I like the conversations after any franchise. A lot of franchise movies like post conversations kind of suck. Like they're kind of the worst. Cause it's always like people who are just really dedicated and disappointed. Um, or, or they're just like they're just so excited that they just want to scream, you know? I don't know. Um, it's like talking to someone after like a football game, just about like how much better your team is than the team that lost. Yeah. And it's like that's that's just not engaging to me. Um, so yeah, that's that's really Looper. Like I just enjoy the the people who like that kind of movie and talking about it and being around them. Um, but also, I really like the movie and I really like the practical effects that were in there and just the makeup job on Joseph Gordon-Levitt for me is like enough to like Looper because <laughs> it was just really cool looking like it was just fun watching him act in that role um Last Jedi for me I I really liked the movie um I had a hard time with how many surprises there were because because I am the type to go Look at all the fan theories. Look at, like, I had, I ran every scenario through my head um, (laughs) as far as, like, what would happen and was still surprised. And I think I don't need to, like, be the smart one who, like, knows how the movie's going to go. But I, I, um, I, I, when there's so many surprise, there was, like, so many surprises that I kind of got overwhelmed by the movie. Um, but I still really enjoy, like, I thought the filmmaking was far better than, uh, even, I think it's better than Return of the Jedi, uh, 
as far as filmmaking, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I there's agree. some things I'll yeah, there's there's some things I'll just never forget from Last Jedi, like the the space kamikaze scene and just being in a theater with like a whole bunch of people who were all back to Japanese really, the Japanese culture yeah, yeah Japanese god damn right it. but but like just like being in a theater with a bunch of loud cuz I watched it like at 7 p.m. on Thursday but like everyone's so excited and elevated and they're all they're clapping and cheering and when it the space kamikaze scenes happen happened it was like everyone was like <gasps> And then it was just silent for like five to ten seconds. And I don't think I've ever been in a theater that as loud like that with people clapping, people interacting with the film. The guy next to me was like yelling random things at the movie the whole time. It was awesome. Uh, But being in a theater and having everyone just kind of in silence was very, very powerful. And to me, that like made the movie awesome. Uh, But I I still think Looper is a better movie. Um Really excited to watch Less Jedi again just to, like, get, um, just to kind of experience it without so many surprises. And I'm seeing it again on Thursday. Damn, son. Uh, at at the Cinerama, I do, like, a yearly family thing where we all kind of get together and watch a movie. Um, so, yeah, this, this year we're doing Last Jedi, so. Yeah, those are my thoughts. That's my long thought. On both yeah, you movies. talk too much. I'm just gonna do a brief <laughs> thing. Real quick. I think it was a cool point, you know, watching a movie with theater, like a big like with a group, like that. That goes a yeah. long way for sure. Like for me though, it, it was weird when I was watching Star Wars. I'm not kidding. The lady to my left, probably the second loudest person in the fucking theater. Like she that was, same... she was so fucking loud. Like. Yeah. She was just like out loud, ah, ha, ha. just like just like over the <laughs> it was too over, much, too much. And then yeah. I'm not kidding. The guy to my right, probably in his late fifties, he was he was Nick? literally falling asleep. <laughs> he was literally falling asleep in the movie, and like he just kind of. Wow. So I'm getting like this lady that was like super into it, and then this guy that was just like falling asleep into it. That just he just felt like he didn't want to be there. He was giving off this bad vibe, and it kind of threw me off on the whole movie, really, because he's like. Yeah, his, his, his hands are crossed the entire fucking movie, and 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 he's like starts nodding off, like during the whole like you know, uh, Luke Skywalker is getting shot at by you know by General Hux and all this shit, and he's like falling asleep. <laughs> oh, weird. And I was like, what the fuck? Like I don't know it. So I had these two like extremes as I was watching it. So I'm kind of like in the yeah. middle. Like I was literally. <laughs> just like in the middle. I had people who were like, when, the, so when the lights started dim, I had people, I could hear multiple people like, all right, here we go. Like, <laughs> yeah. like you're riding a roller coaster like, or something. In. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like everybody like sinks Jesus. into their seats Jesus. and like, they like rub their yeah, hands yeah. together like, all right. Wiggling their butt. And uh, it's just so cool that like a movie does that to no, people. It, it, there's, is. it is. That's why I went opening day because it was like, you're never going to like, like who knows when like this magic is gonna be over? Like when people are like this excited for a movie? Oh, I know, I it's know. So cool. When fucking North Korea? Uh... <laughs> oh yeah, when kamikazes <laughs> us. They're gonna space. They're gonna hyperdrive kamikaze oh, America. It's gonna be horrible. But everyone will be in silence for ten seconds, and that's really what we need in this Twitter world <laughs> that we have. Uh, okay, Keith. Let's do it. Should we do Keith? Yeah, let's do it. Let's bang let's out Keith. It. I'm gonna go. I'm, I think this is a. I think this is an easy one. 
I'm going to go with Looper because it's clear. <laughs> Are you brushing a chip off your shoulder? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Luke Skywalker. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Looper because um, it, it it's that noir. Um, it it is also just kind of a better movie. Like it's better put together. Um, better performances from people. It it is way more interesting to watch. Um, as far as like how the action kind of plays out. Um, but yeah, really just, it's that noir. It's that Keith noir, you know? So that's what I'm going with. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going with Looper as well. Um, I just, I think the, the way it's shot and like just how it's framed and, um, even edited together there's it's a good combination of like quick cuts and and then like kind of extended sequences like in the diner and stuff just kind of balanced really well and it just kind of screamed like something that was just felt well executed like brick you know both of both of them felt like they had he had a plan he went did it executed it boom you know what i mean like it felt like a director's cut even though it may not have been, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I felt like he had uh, a lot yeah. of control over it. Yeah, sure. so I, th- I think yeah. that's kind of maybe why. Hey, everything felt deliberate. Nothing felt out of right, place, right. too. So that's, yeah. yeah, that's why. Yeah. I forgot to mention part of a reason why I wanted to vote Looper for Byron is because a kid dies. <laughs> I forgot that's to mention true. that. That's true. But uh, that yes, was, that was to a solid, say that. solid point. So I'm surprised you didn't bring it up when you were talking. Okay. Uh, yeah, definitely Looper. Uh, Last Jedi was all right. Um, I don't know. I went back and forth with which one I thought I liked more. And I don't know. I might have liked Force Awakens just a smidgen more. Oh, okay. Um, huh. it was. I mean, it was all right. I had a lot of issues with it, though. Like, you know, okay. So to be fair, I would say like three out of five. It's pretty average across the board. I still think that if it not if not for Star Wars, it would be terrible. Um, I had a lot. Of, <laughs> I just need to like vent for a second. It's so just true, like, though. It is. It is pretty true. <laughs> like, like there's a lot of shit in these movies that's just like, wow. Any other anything would be like laughable, but. Yeah. Can we talk about how bad the Leia scene was with her force pulling herself back in? Can we talk about how they were dropping bombs in zero gravity and that Asian chick was laying on a grate above an open door into open space? Can we talk about how when Leia force pulls herself <laughs> in, that door opens, it's into open space and no one just gets sucked out of the thing? Like, the casino sequence was weird and made no sense on how heavy-handed it was all of a sudden. The, like, the whole, like, anti-capitalist thing. Uh, the, the production design of the casino scene felt it didn't feel very, like Star Wars. Like I, I didn't mind it being clean. No, but it, it didn't, felt like something about the color it choices. It felt like a fifties, like, like they, they were all trying to be these weird like fifties tycoons, which made no sense. I kind of yeah. liked it though. They totally didn't do anything with the red plume guy. Um, oh, I know. There I, wasn't Justin uh, Trudeau. Is that or Thoreau? Justin Thoreau. Jennifer Aniston's that husband though. The dude with the with the red plume. Yeah, oh, the codebreaker, master codebreaker. Uh, there wasn't. I know he's going to be in the next movie, but I thought there was going to be more Del, Benicio del Toro. Uh, right, I thought right. he's like one of my favorite actors. So just to like have him underplayed like that was kind of sad. Dude, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's um, in it. In nine or in, in this one? In, in the Last Jedi. Where? But I but I didn't find him. But he's in it. 
Really? Yeah. Huh. I couldn't find him, though. Uh, interesting. Is he just, like, in a Stormtrooper outfit? I, that'd be super dumb. I'm not sure. I don't think he did the Daniel Craig thing, like, in Force Awakens. Yeah. Because he, like, yeah. has, like, a lot of... Because Johnson in all his movies, like, even in Looper, the main bad Gatman guy was from Brick. He right, was right. Uh, Dode. Yeah. And he was also in... Uh, oh. Temporarily in... Brothers Bloom, he he does a cameo right at right. the at the bar. Yeah, in the yeah, bar, he's, he's dope. Yeah. Um, just later on, and then obviously Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, so he kind of has his repetitious cool. actors, right? So that would make sense if they had cameos. Um, the pacing was all over huh. the place. Tonally, it was all over the place. I thought the beginning scene with that hold holding for General Hux was completely fucking retarded. Um, I felt Luke was kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know his Mark Hamill's delivery of lines was kind of weird. Um, I do like that they killed him off. Um, I'm glad they had the balls to do that. Um, yeah. with the sunset, that's kind of a nice, yeah, with the whole Anakin off. or the whole Tatooine, the uh, Tatooine, yeah. Homage, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, pulling in Yoda like, little bookend was kind know. of weird, like just kind of stopping the movie to have that little segment was a little odd. Uh, but it wasn't like super like movie breaking for me. Um, I thought the scene where Kylo Ren enraged, like, the choreography for that scene was terrible. Like, Kylo Ren was terrible in that sequence where he was fighting the guards, and they made him seem like he was just a bitch compared to the guards, which I guess is, they're supposed to be highly trained, but he's yeah. also supposed to be a fucking, like, Sith, like, powerhouse. I wanted that like, scene to go on. I wanted uh, more fucking red guards to come out and make yeah, it, none like, of it, 13 like, assassins, yeah. you know? Yeah, they, God, they come out dope. like uh, like Mr. Smith in the Matrix. Yeah, like right? They just start rolling. But in. the choreography <laughs> was terrible, and then like it just it's really odd. But I don't get the whole everyone being like, "Well, Ray and Kylo should get together." Like I never I got that yeah, sense they're... ever. It's that. Yeah, it, I don't know. Like I, I just think that sentiment's really <laughs> odd. Um, Star Wars fan theories are not. Um, they're pretty bad. They like they. It feels like they like didn't watch the same movie yeah, that I totally. did. Like when I read about totally. them. I mean, yeah. I saw um, porn where Kylo Ran and them. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Jedi stab each other with lightsabers. <laughs> the Jedi uh, manuscripts are just so, a bunch of porn he's mags. He's able to get Darth uh, Darth Maul's uh, lightsaber, and he's on one end, and she's on the other. And, <laughs> they requiem yeah. for agreement. <laughs> Basically, um, yeah. Like yes. I don't know. <laughs> I thought the Asian chick. <laughs> was very like meh I don't know I don't really get that I don't get confusing her relationship or confusing the love relationship with that I wish they would have had the balls to kill off Carrie Fisher but I guess I kind of get why they have her in the next one um, which is weird because she's she didn't film for the next one I don't think so no, I don't, she died yeah, yeah so like I but I didn't know if yeah. they had filmed you know because you know they film scenes that aren't in no, yeah, I don't think she filmed anything for it. I, I think if, they're still writing. Yeah, she, she didn't film anything. Unless, like, thir that 30 minutes, or part of that 30 minutes that he cut from the three-hour is, like, actually her death that they're going to put into the next... I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I kind of wish that... I don't know. Because then you get that stupid-ass scene where she's forced point. Like, I know, scene I, was I, so I, I thought that that's where she bad. was... I thought that's where she was going to die. I thought they should have just let her die right And there. they should have just let her die there. They were doing some, like... I, yeah. I think it was kind of beautiful. They just had her floating, yeah. and, and then they I just do it, this... 
I can't just I can't get over how bad that scene was. I'm thinking Kiki's delivery service. I don't know why. (laughs) I'm like people are saying it's like she's like Mary Poppins, like she looks like Mary Poppins. So she's like so, and and I'm like, dude, like you written some good stuff before. How did that pass anyone's? Like, how was everyone just like, oh, that's a great scene. We'll have it in there. We'll we'll spend fucking a hundred grand to shoot a CGI scene of her doing that. Like, what? That was terrible. uh, It was terrible. I thought the idea was okay, but the execution was not. I think the idea was dumb. There's almost... I was cool seeing Leia like use the force to like. There's save so little herself. about her using the force before that that it wasn't even earned. Not you couldn't even get yeah. close to saying it was earned. And then, but like, how how hard is it to propel yourself through like negative space? Like that takes like no force powers at all. I don't know. We don't you know? know what the extent like, of her so force easy powers just, are, except just for she just does it all. That's of a it. Well, that little boy did some when he got the broom. I did like yeah, that. Part. It takes it takes as yeah. much. As much force power to pull that broom as it would to propel yourself through. Well, we don't space. know that. Like she's you not can't using make that claim definitively and say that. Yes, I yes I can uh, go go up into Guys, space. Okay, I'll go. I'll be with the broom. Okay, hold on. No, seriously, go up into space, pull a broom, and it'll just keep Wait, going. Did, like that's that's how space but works. This, but the, what's weird is I I feel like Star Wars is its own space. Because like even you know like the sounds like there's no fucking sound in space, but the uh, you know all the all the all the all the all the ships have their own distinct sounds. Yeah. Lasers have sounds, and, the, and yeah, which yeah. is also dumb because it's not yeah. not true. But, but then, it's set okay. it's set lo- yeah. very long time ago uh, in a far yeah, galaxy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. but also like it's also like just like a. It's it's it, like it's not meant to be I realistic. Get that. It's not like, hard yeah, sci-fi. Interstellar that, right? is trying. To, yeah. I get that, and I it's fine. Whatever. It's but, no gravity. But. Why would you fly the bomber formations in such a way where you could be easily shot down right, instead right. of spreading them out? Oh. Why why was they shooting like literally one fucking green laser bomb thing at the at the the at the that the God damn it, I'm Princess Leia's ship. Like they're literally General Hux is sending one fucking one thing. thing at a time. Well, they were saying that it wouldn't affect it at that range, which so dumb. Okay, range doesn't make sense at all. Even having a range, but then okay, if if <laughs> flying, especially if in space, flying through, <laughs> flying through other ships at light speed is that destructive why don't they just have a bunch of mini bombs that can move at light speed and just fire them at each other why has this never been done until now all of a sudden she's like oh if I light speed through them I can destroy the entire fleet (laughs) of fucking ships okay why didn't she tell them about her plan and why did they make Poe do that whole thing about sending the two people in which had a huge chance to fail also, they had some weird 18-hour timer, and they were like, oh, you just go to that planet real quick and come back. That was fucking retarded. Yeah. Like, I uh, I was frustrated by the Poe thing at first, and then looking back on it, I came to the understanding that, uh, like, kind of like, the th- this is one of the first Star Wars movies that has a theme to it, and just that theme of failure. Um, but... She, uh, the Laura Dern's character, didn't have a good reason to trust um, Poe, and so even though he's the hero of the story uh, for to us, but to her, he's just like this like 
nuisance that got demoted. So why that is would... terrible reasoning? Because he is part of the chain of command, regardless. And to not tell anyone what your plan is, and that you're just going to list lazily to the left like that family guy joke and just go straight towards some <laughs> fucking planet without telling anyone is just bad leadership and made no sense in terms of the writing like just tell someone and they'll be like okay yeah that was just a weird think, way to get poe to grow as a character because it seemed like they didn't know any other way to get poe to grow as a character really and then it gave I, them that whole side plot with the casino which was pretty much unnecessary i think to the entire like story of it like to the entire arc of the of the story or whatever. Like the plot. Yeah, the plot. The plot of the... Yeah. What would have been the same. And then... Yeah. They didn't do much with the Resistance anyway. The Resistance went all of like... I don't know. Like they, they jumped to light speed once and then were just floating in space yeah. and being chased. And then also, if they can track them, why didn't they just light speed a couple whatever million miles Parsons. in front of them... And block them from going anywhere and just surround them with their ships instead of being like, we can't shoot them from this far away. We won't be able to break through their shields. Like, what? What kind of bad leadership is that? <laughs> that makes no fucking sense, dude. And, like, well, I think just so many weird, like, issues with the plot. Yeah. That, like, I was like, dude, John, like, either they butchered Johnson's script or Johnson really just didn't try like my expert i don't know maybe my expectations were really high for for the writing for this and it, yeah. it was just i think i don't know it was just a big disappointment with the writing overall um it i think w one of just kind of wrapping in all those thoughts into a bucket for you keith <laughs> i'm just kidding um but uh, particularly the where you're talking about how uh like they can't reach that ship right uh, um the first order cannot like hit the ship, and it, it's it was just kind of frustrating. That Why did they send tie the fighters out to kill it? Was sorry, it was it was frust it was frustrating that the movie was kind of stagnant. Like like it was like, can we please go somewhere else now? Like instead of like being back at the casino. Like each time we cut, we cut back to like the same. Yeah, place that's a bad film. It's, that is like if, bad filmmaking. One hundred and one is when you cut back to something, but you're essentially not moving anything forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it kind of it felt that way to me at first, and it definitely feels that way plot wise. But I'm the reason I'm really interested in watching this movie again is to look back at those cuts and see what it's doing character wise. Because I think there's a lot more things going on that are surprising to a, to the Star Wars universe, or like in a Star Wars film that Ryan Johnson uh, did here. And I'm, I'm really curious to see if I can pick up on why we were, they were cutting so much at the beginning. Uh, and, and why we stayed on that ship for, for too long. And I feel like it has something to do with like what the characters are learning in the moment. Yeah, but it's like... I'm going to watch for that on my rewatch. It's hard to say, like, well, it's more of a character growth film, but that just well, leads is. to bad plotting. That, that That's not a good excuse for that. Like, the plot shouldn't be bad because you're trying to, like, fucking shoehorn in character growth all over the place. You know what I mean? Like... Like the, it just doesn't make any sense. Like you could have found a better way to ha have Poe grow into more of a leader. And then also, the scene where Luke just walks the fuck out. What if Poe didn't realize that he was trying to buy them time? Or what if they didn't realize that the crystal cats or whatever the hell they're called 
Those are cool. That I they like could those. Show the the exit. crystal critters. Like that whole plan hinged <laughs> on cool. him suddenly getting it. Like yeah. Luke could have said anything else. He could have said, "I'll buy you time." Anything else, and it would have been better. But the whole I like a bunch you. of the plot of this movie was just like, "Well, I'm just going to assume that they're going to figure it out, and I'm going to do my own thing." Like that is like I know really bad storytelling, plotting, writing character development whatever you want to call it like that's just really fucking lazy like there, there was on, one man. thing that i i that there, a lot of people were upset they're like why did skywalker like use all that force to to just basically send an image to the thing when he could have just gone himself and i was like well that's kind of the point was that he made a promise to himself that he wouldn't leave that island that he would die there um yeah and and, and i was like well you know he didn't he he stuck to what he wanted to do, and and you know, and I thought it was obvious. I mean, he's he, all of a sudden his hair is pretty short. Yeah, he's like his, young. He's like younger. His beard is yeah. darker, and his fucking like footprints, like it shows. Like the yeah. art, they don't leave the red. The salt doesn't move. The like red yeah, mark. it's like which kind of goes back to the shoe thing, shoe thing yeah. that yeah. Also, how did he give her this? And oh, and the whole lightsaber dice? thing too. Because like, how does he have a lightsaber? Yeah, well, yeah, right. How does he have Anakin's lightsaber? Yeah, when Rey yeah. had it, right? Yeah. Because they already, it already I broke. Pissed, yeah. I, 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 this is a very small thing compared to what I've been talking about. I kind of wish they would have just had him do his green lightsaber one last time. Like, did he lose it? Where did it go? Is he just not going to, like... Like, why couldn't it have been green in that last fight? Because his lightsaber has been green forever. Like, since, like... I mean, they showed it in the scene with where he goes to kill Kylo Ren. It's green. Like, what happened to that lightsaber? So, like, I would kind of wish in that last, like, little fight scene between him and Kylo, they well, would have shown a green one. That would have been cool. That here's, cool. here's a... I think part of why it was blue was to piss off Kylo. Because also, in that... In, in the flashback, he has a green lightsaber and Kylo has a blue lightsaber. I'm pretty sure Kylo has Anakin's lightsaber. Which is why in Force Awakens, Kylo was like, that lightsaber belongs to me. To uh, I think that was like what he used to train. Yeah, him. I guess. That's, that's what I'm guessing. probably more connected to that. But I, I just, I don't yeah. know. I think it would have been a nice be little... a Star Wars film that literally just follows. It's like a POV, but it's a lightsaber. Oh, so you can get sick the whole time where you watch yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just put a GoPro, yeah. do, do like the Lord of War intro with a lightsaber. Yeah. Like there, the, there was the some cool film. lightsaber oh, yeah. things though that I liked, like when like Kylo Ren like or, she, or when uh, Ray throws the lightsaber and he catches it and just yeah. presses the button and then he presses it off again and it's like yeah that was like, funny that was kind of yeah. cool yeah. and I like the was, way that that I like cool. the way they killed off Snoke and I don't give a shit about his backstory so like people be like well, I want to know who Snoke is like <laughs> fucking get over it he's not that important to the whole series overall um, right that's kind I of like heard, I mean oh, he, go ahead. like the Emperor from the original trilogy like we we know nothing of yeah, that guy until the prequels Sidious. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's like so. It's like, how is this any yeah, different? That's than why I didn't. That's why I didn't get either. Why yeah. are people making um, a big thing of it? But yeah. I don't know. Like, there's just because there's of, no book on him yet. Pretty much, <laughs> they need they need their books. There's a porn though. <laughs> well, of course, there's. going back to this, like you're just so stuck on the on this porn, like because right. I know that, like, with, is it just called well, the Force? Like, well, like there's like <laughs> the Force Awakens inside of yeah. you, yeah, right, and, and like hey, porn, porn, and everything. But like, there's like, there's, <laughs> you just went all out looking for Star Wars, man. Well, the thing is, is what's supposed, what's this so funny is like I don't want to hate on like nerds and stuff because like I kind of consider myself a nerd to a degree. 
but like there's that like the stereotype of like porn and and like nerds right so like there's like game of game oh, of yeah. thrones porn yeah, and stuff totally. like that sure so Overwatch. i just kind of felt like porn, star wars is such yeah. an easy thing to do porn for you know like i'm not gonna lie i think guys if we wanted to film porn like we would probably do a pretty good fucking job doing right. like could you do could you do a dick with a hilt <laughs> like like Kylo Ren's lightsaber could you do that <laughs> we'll have to just get some like have to get some latex and shit you have to get the, the two the two you have to get the two dick guy for the be, dual wielding yeah, oh, yeah you need some spirit gum for that be a three headed dick know, yeah. anyway overall like I don't know I I don't ever see myself really watching these again unless someone else decided to watch it. Like, I can't see myself sitting down and choosing to do it. I had really high hopes. We'll see how Johnson's stuff goes with this the, the trilogy thing. I think if I would rank his films, I would say Brick, uh, Looper, and then kind of Brothers Bloom, Last Jedi sort of tied, I guess. I probably like Brothers Bloom a little bit more. Um, oh, interesting! But real quick, because we do need to wrap this up. What? Well, hang on. That's that's kind of fascinating. I, what 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 would you? What, how would you rank these movies, Byron? Like in order, like that? Looper, or would you? Okay. Looper so one. Looper would be one. I think the Last Jedi second, just because I. I, I Star Wars man when I was a kid was awesome like that was the shit I loved Star Wars growing up and I I just like there were some really cool set pieces because for me I don't I look I don't even necessarily look at movies as a complete movie like if there's a movie that I really like a particular scenes in I'll, I'll watch the whole movie just for those scenes <laughs> so there's some really good scenes that I really liked in um Flash Dead then it would be Brick and then it would be um uh Brothers Bloom Brick is the best one nice. Yeah, I'm, I, I I'm, did, I, I'm the same. I did like... Uh, you guys are retarded. I really did like uh, <laughs> uh, Brothers... Or, uh, I really did like Brick, though. And I have to I have to watch I, Brick again, I think, yeah. to be honest. I, I like... I think Brick is awesome, but I just... I, I think... You know what? Maybe ask me after I watch it on Thursday, because I, I have a feeling that I'm going to like Last Jedi a lot more the second time, because I was the same way with Brick. Like, I hated Brick when I first watched it, because I didn't get it. But watching it a second time, I knew what was coming, and I really enjoyed what he did there with the inventiveness of the genre. And I think that's what's going to happen with Last Jedi. I think he does the same thing. I just wasn't... It was so surprising that I... I couldn't appreciate. I definitely get it. So the I think feeling, the second time I'm going to do it. I get it. the feeling that Last Jedi is going to age, not super well, but it, people will like it as right, it ages. Right. I think yeah. more and more. Yeah. I think when, well, when, yeah. when you when something you really like gets turned on its head and is subverted in a lot of ways, like with the comedy and the tone and stuff, it's good. Yeah. It hits you, and people don't like that. They don't like the change. So I think once it's settled, it will it'll it will be more accepted and. Could right. become one of the better ones in the series. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know. Yeah, um, ha- hashtag not my Luke. <laughs> Is that we starting the hashtag? Oh my hashtag god, that someone started it. Uh-oh. They don't like how Luke was portrayed. Oh, it's awesome. Really? Um, yeah. Okay, so yeah. real quick, I don't know if you can do this super fast. Do you have takeaways from Ryan Johnson as a yes. masterclass thing? Um, Yes. Okay. So I have two things that I just wanted to point out as things that Johnson kind of does. Uh, one is. Uh, taking a genre and taking the, one of the tropes of the genre and doing the opposite of that. Um, so that's kind of something I've kind of noticed in these four films. Uh, for one, we have Brick, Hard Boiled, 
noir has a high school setting so it's taking a setting that is unconventionally not part of the hard-boiled genre and kind of putting it in there for bloom he had a caper comedy and then decided to do a very dramatic uh like kind of insightful ending uh with the death you know so the death of a character in a caper comedy which is a really odd thing to do in a caper comedy um looper futuristic sci-fi kind of meshed with the old-fashioned action um i thought was interesting but then also blending in some some of the tk stuff uh which is not something you would normally see in a sci-fi like hard uh, just, just like those three things or whatever yeah like what hard dystopian sci-fi has like this old-fashioned action yeah to it? oh um, the telekinesis so he's, too yeah and the telekinesis, yeah. Um, and then with Last Jedi, I wrote, and I'm not sure because I got to watch it again. But um, this is a space opera that ha- that was that brought in th- uh, thematic elements, including the failure of the main characters. So uh, usually, in like an adventure film or a space opera, you're going to have uh, just your heroes. And he and Johnson basically said these are not heroes anymore. Yeah, these are that's people. A good point. Um, so he kind of brought the humanity to the characters of space opera. So I think that's one takeaway from him, just how he challenges the genre and grabs things from other places and kind of mixes it in. Uh, the second thing is kids being affected by violent, sinful, or death-related themes. Um, in Kind of in all of his movies, there's kind of this reoccurring thing of like kids experiencing traumatic... Uh, things like the rainmaker and looper obviously like he's killing people and doesn't know why uh brick is a bunch of high school kids experiencing death and gang violence and you know drug culture yeah. uh kids in last jedi are experienced slavery and corporate greed and then brothers bloom couldn't really f- I, that one is a little bit looser um but you could call you could call have Rachel these kids Weiser doing a, a childlike character being yeah. A, yeah, not affected by but death, it also but. right, but it well she she is it was wasn't she a widow? Oh yeah, that's she true. Yeah, widow. she was a widow. Yeah, so, but yeah. Brothers Bloom kicks off with kids who are conning a whole bunch of oh, other yeah, kids, yeah. and to me that was kind of like this neg- like this kind of darker thing. So I guess it's like dark themes ex- with kids. It's kind of just this trend that I've noticed with with his four feature films. So I I think he does those in a really interesting way. And I think if anyone was trying to make a film about kids going through dark themes, Ryan Johnson's filmography is definitely something to watch to see like how he does it. Cause I think he does it really yeah, well. Between him and probably like Wes Anderson or someone I'd say. Yeah, I was, I wrote down Wes Anderson and I think what, what makes these two filmmakers different is that Wes Anderson, uh, doesn't, um, like it, it's the, f- psychological trauma of the event isn't as prevalent so like these kids are doing these evil things but then it's just kind of let go totally um and the kids don't really seem all that affected by it but in johnson's films it's like that is like the core of their character yeah that's true yeah that's a good point and i think that's a i like that because i never really thought about the themes connecting his films but i think that's a good good strong takeaway um mine was last episode if you haven't listened to that episode shame on you um but but uh <laughs> his costuming his choices for shoes uh, we kind of touched on a little bit but that you can kind of dig deeper into that um byron do you have anything uh the ones that things that i noticed uh, two things that i noticed is that he likes dolly shots it seems 
and yeah. he also likes uh, to shoot widescreen, like or wide wide lenses. Yeah. It seems it yeah. seems like there's this yeah that's true. It seems like there's just a lot of like more wide, and I think that's maybe why I kind of gravitate towards like Looper a lot. Is that it seems like there was just some really cool wide shots, you know, even in the even in the yeah. diner, it seemed like the the positions of the of the actors within the within the i don't know the the what the french would say right the mise en scene or whatever mise, yeah mise en scene, yeah. uh are, yeah. is what one thing that i really like about his films it seems everything is so different from wes anderson in the sense that the world that he creates is yeah. is like that where but for this it's like there's a definite dramatic reasoning why he has placed his actors or the car or whatever it is where yeah right thing. so that's that's my biggest takeaway he lets more exist the, in the front uh, rem- for sure that reminds me uh, i didn't write this down but i thought about it when i was watching star wars is uh spinning like spinning shots right. yeah um i think there's a spinning shot in every single one of his films and in, in in uh brick there's like the fan that's spinning and then he he spins and follows the fan at one point um in Last Jedi, there's like Kylo Ren is like spinning in the sh- in the sh- in his ship, ship yeah. and there's like that really like crazy like spin shot. And in Looper, there's a few spinning. Looper, shots. there's like a slow yeah. spin when he falls off the off the fire escape or whatever. Yeah, there's that one, and then there's the oh, one yeah. where they're like all like they're drugs on drugs. And yeah. They're in the car, and yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. Um, I do I can't remember if Brothers Bloom has one. Oh, I'm sure, sure there is. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. spin shots. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of directors find shots that they like and they just they do them, which um, is cool. I kind of started to feel that way about Eyes Wide Shut when I was watching it. Like, yeah. I love the the constant use of Steadicam. Yeah. It's pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, but that's for a different discussion. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's a good takeaway. I think the good, it's important that in doing these master classes, there is something we take away because we wouldn't focus on one person if there wasn't something to, to learn. Um, so... If you have any questions, topics, suggestions, opinions, or if you have any fact fact corrections, send an email to btbfilmspodcast at gmail.com. We're always trying to learn new things, so we'd love to hear from you. You can also visit our Facebook page to comment on or discuss this week's episodes or any past episodes. Uh, you can also check out our, our trivia that we do. We do indie trailers now. Uh, we, we do you know weekly, weekend recommends. Um, so guests will recommend stuff, will recommend stuff. Uh, we'll do we also do film news and filmmaker tips um, and so and we do ask some questions too so check all those out uh, on our Facebook page uh, we're doing those every week um, all of our episodes can be found on iTunes Stitcher and SoundCloud uh, if you like the show please rate it because it helps others find us our intro and outro music was composed by Curtis Skinner who can be found at skinnyproducing.com and if you liked Luke drinking the milk from that animal in uh, oh, the yeah. Last Jedi, oh yeah, back to blue milk. Forgot about that. Yeah, blue milk. Can't forget about that. You can always try Curtis's new milk, Skinny Cow. Skin. It's the skinny milk. The skim. When you want less than skim, you go oh for the skinny God. milk. <laughs> oh <laughs> man! Also comes in ice cream. Form. <laughs> Byron's favorite for yeah. Byron. Oh, uh, yeah. Next week, or yeah, so. We're doing kind of a weird recording, but so with next week's, we're going to release on Christmas Day, I think, uh, if if all the plans work out. I won't be a part of that episode, and Jacob and Byron will 
somehow make their way manage. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know how you'll manage, but somehow th- you'll make your way. <laughs> I think it'll. I think it'll be our best episode. Yeah. Basically, it'd be it'll, very sad yeah. if that ended up being like it's the most the listened things, episode. I'd basically, be disappointing. Jacob will be talking about a cursive story the whole time, and I'll be talking about eyes. So I shut the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I, it's all the things you love about our podcast, minus the one thing you hate. <laughs> Me, yeah. <laughs> Fucking racist. <laughs> I know that was a jab at the Asian. Uh, that, and that was not, but I'm glad that your SJW ways saw yeah, it that way. Yeah, it's going through Fairhaven and everything else. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We I don't know. We never really talked about what you guys are going to cover necessarily. If you do cover a Christmas story and Eyes Wide Shut, I would really like to talk about Eyes I, Wide I Shut. Like, so I think, I, well, I think um, we're going to be talking about Eyes Wide Shut again. Yeah, probably. Because but it's should should we do another movie then? I don't know. Maybe we it's might. Up to you we guys. should. We should. We should. Maybe we just should, do a movie. I, I was Eyes thinking... Wide Shut is one I want to do with Keith because it's one of my favorite films of all time. It and... was the first time watch for me. Oh, Sam. So. Eyes Wide Shut is one. It might be my favorite Cooper. It is. Oh, it's de- it's, it's definitely seen. my favorite Cooper. Interesting. Film. Um, yeah. So I, I do want to talk about that. So maybe a Christmas story and something else, or something Christmas. I don't know. It's up to you guys. I, what I was I was thinking we could do Christmas Vacation just because that movie's freaking hilarious. But uh, you know, well, but we'll talk. We'll, about it. We'll, talk. we'll do. We'll throw up a post. Really? Oh, okay. Well, now I we guess have you have to do, to do it. I have film bro. I film there bro. You go. <laughs> so pretend, most likely a Christmas Vacation, maybe a little Christmas story because that one's always on every year anyway. It's up to you guys. Uh, it'll be a mini. You know, a bit shorter than generally do. Um, That's be a little yeah, fast. So one. that'll be Jacob and Byron running that one. Um, so make sure you watch the films to be a part of the discussion. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs>